0: Hello, and welcome to the Innovate IPM podcast, where we are passionate about the future of the industrial projects professions, presenting you the best of project management people and practices, combining the wisdom of time tested methods with the cutting edge technologies and advancements that are modernizing our craft. Our mission is to contribute to the growth and progress of the industrial project management community. It's time to talk scope, schedule, and budget. Let's start the show. Hey, folks. Welcome to the Innovate IPM podcast timestamp. It is July the 3rd. 2020 hope everybody has a happy independence day here in the states tomorrow this weekend today's show is all about career resiliency and online solutions specifically training our guest today is the creative learning advisor what a cool title at aspen tech and i've had the pleasure of participating in programs that she has developed including the aspen capital cost estimator certification exam it wasn't easy but i'm proud to say that i passed Dagmar Kusiak is the brain behind this and much more at Aspen Tech, and it's an honor to have her on today. And let me mention that the ACCE certification that I recently took is free up until July 31st, 2020, and that virtual instructor-led courses are 20% off through August 31st. So you'll want to take advantage of that through Aspen Tech. But before we get started, Today's show is brought to you by Advanced Planning Analytics of Houston, Texas, your go-to source for training in construction and engineering, planning, scheduling, risk, work packaging, and cost. There are both in-person, following proper COVID protocol, of course, and online courses available. Advanced Planning Analytics is one of only a couple of Primavera P6 certified partners in the Houston area and offers the highest quality P6 training courses. And all through the month of July, Advanced Planning Analytics is offering a $100 special for online risk and estimating training. That's two different courses. Uh, only 100 bucks. You really can't beat that. Innovate IPM is collaborating with Advanced Planning Analytics to bring you a day-long class on TIC estimating for industrial projects taught by me. Yeah. That's kind of cool, huh? We are going to discuss what it takes to get a total install cost estimate generated from concept to final budget, and that class is only $100. You can register for it by going to advancedplanninganalytics.com today. And if you haven't already done so, please go to iTunes and give us a rating, a review, and be sure to share us with your community It is greatly appreciated. So without wasting any more time, let's talk to Dagmar. Hey Dagmar, how are you today?
1: Hi, Robin. I'm good. How are you? Uh,
0: It's good. It's good. Had a little accident over the weekend, the Memorial Day weekend, and uh, ended up in in the hospital uh, (laughs) over a splinter. But uh, I survived, and uh, my keyboarding is a little slower than normal. But uh, but here we are. So.
1: Well, I'm glad you survived.
0: Yeah, it was a tough one. One tough splinter. And let me tell you. The
1: splinter's out. Hopefully, the sp- right?
0: Splinter is is out. They they literally <laughs> had to do surgery. So, ye yeah, right?
1: Yes. No fun. Well, I'm glad it's out, and you're yeah. recovering.
0: Thank you so much. So. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You work at Aspen Tech. How long have you been at Aspen Tech?
1: Yeah, so I've been at Aspen Tech for a little over three years now.
0: Awesome. And maybe for those who don't know already what Aspen Tech is, could you could you describe what you guys do?
1: Yeah, we're a software technology company that creates um, innovative solutions for um, engineering. So. Folks that are in like process simulations or process engineering, uh, we provide solutions for them. We also have uh, cost estimation software uh, for those folks, and then also uh, we have uh, solutions for manufacturing supply chain um, solutions as well, and and other
0: products. Nice, yeah, and, and I'm very familiar with it. And of course, we had Naomi and Nav on. Uh, several episodes ago. She gave a great interview. So we're, we're all uh, we're all buddies here, Innovate IPM and Aspen Tech. Uh, of course, I was a speaker at the Optimize Conference last year and uh, a technical speaker and then, and then also a hug uh, Houston users group for the capital mm-hmm. cost estimating software. I actually also took the test uh, that you're in charge of. You're in charge of the testing down there as well. I am. Is that a true statement?
1: That is a true statement. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that was very cool. I've been a user for about eight years of the Aspen Capital Cost Estimator and Implant Cost Estimator, and that was the first time I was able to really challenge my skills in a formal way, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was a lot of fun. So that was cool. Appreciate you know, it.
1: That's great. Yeah. What what was like? What would be the if you had one sentence, the main benefit that you've gotten, like. Since you're now a certified, right? Aspen Ca- yeah. Ca- Castle Cost Estimator user. I got the paper, user.
0: man. <laughs> I got the paper. Uh, one sentence, I would say that uh, it, it, it put framework around what I was doing. So before it was kind of like, this is kind of true of any software, whether even like Excel and stuff, you sort of just learn what you need to be able to do in it. And then you, you just get good at that. And then you don't really understand all the rest. That's why we always with Excel and access and things like that, we always feel like we know a lot about it. Then we find somebody who knows like 10 times as much as we do. And we feel like a beginner all (laughs) over again. But in the, in the case of having to go through the process of studying for the exam, it kind of showed me the holistic view of Aspen Capital Cost Estimator and put a framework around the possibilities. So I think that was the biggest benefit that that I personally got out of it.
1: Okay. So the, what I hear you say is, is actually having to prepare. It's not just memorization. You have to prepare. And a yeah. lot of it is actually like applying your skills, right? Your actual skills of the, knowing the tool and the concepts. Correctly, to, to take the exam and do well
0: correct, yeah, that process was uh was pretty awesome well,
1: thank so, you
0: so is that uh so we have you listed as the creative learning advisor, which I think is an <laughs> awesome title. Tell us a little thank bit you. about that
1: <laughs> yeah, so by creative learning advisor, um I mean that all all my work requires um First of all, by... Okay, so let me go back. By advisor, um, I, I'm, I'm talking about like specifically like a learning advisor. So I lead all uh, training initiatives, whether or not it's creating a new certification program, right? Whether or mm. not it's developing new solutions or innovative solutions for a training, I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... And, and it, it's all, it ha- I have to be creative in the way that I do it because I've dealt, my experience has been in healthcare, it's very different look than like for software technology, specifically okay. our company, and um, also very different for oil and, ga- oil and gas. So I've got to look at the audience, understand them, you know, work with my subject matter experts, which are the folks, the consultants you know, that are um, picking up the calls and they understand the software and they know the um, the audience and and then come up with solutions to, to developing the programs.
0: Yeah, nice. And that's so important right now with all of the uh, different types of learning opportunities that are out there that we didn't have mm-hmm. uh, just, just a little while ago, which we're going to get into here in a little bit on the online solutions part. Um, I know my, me personally, I, I take several different online type trainings, also do several trainings face to face from work. and I've been a community college student and you know all of these things where you show up to the classroom and it's just amazing how much content there is out there to digest. So having somebody who can who can be creative about that and, and put that into a framework uh, back to back to even the exam, right? Mm-hmm. but put it into a framework that that helps people uh best learn and learn to apply those skills. That's that's a very important thing. So I commend you on that. What what all softwares are you involved with at Aspen Tech? Because I know that they have a very large suite of softwares.
1: Yeah. So I'm not gonna lay list all the products, right? Because we have 20 plus we have a lot of products but specifically within I, i deal with the engineering i deal with all the major suites so it's engineering and one of the examples i'll give since i'm on the call with you robin is Right is the yeah. uh, Aspen Capital Cost Estimator okay. tool. That's one of them, and then also deal with the on the manufacturing side. We have like IP21, we have DMC3 uh, products, and then we also have supply chain management products, uh, and then also uh, asset performance management products that uh, focus on pattern matching and uh, a lot of different kinds of analytics. Um, so we've got. Yeah, that, those are the main ones that I've been focusing on. So it's pretty much all the major suites.
0: Okay, very cool. And so we'll dive right into career resilience. So that's a, that's a pretty pretty hot topic right now, especially mm-hmm. during this COVID uh, situation. A lot of people are unemployed right now. Uh, oil and gas is being very volatile right now. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of challenges for a lot of people. How would we define career resilience?
1: That's a really uh, that's a really good question. Um, so how well how I des- define resilience is to be able to recover quickly. Whenever I think of someone that's resilient, right? Or mm-hmm. I think of resilience like a uh, uh, rubber band. It stretches and comes back, right? And the more elastic it is, and um, eventually it'll. Eventually it'll bounce back, but then it'll stretch out a little bit more, right? So the more that you become resilient or you're able to quickly, you're able to quickly recover, um, the more that you learn, right? And you stretch a little bit and you stretch a little bit more and a little bit more. And that's what resilience to me is. In terms of career resilience, I look at adjusting to changes in your career quickly, being able to bounce back quickly. Um, and so in terms of the COVID-19, what I look at that, how I look at that is there's folks that have been laid off. I've gotten emails, unfortunately, from folks that are laid off and asking, you know, what kind of opportunities do you have? I still want to be able to learn. I still Mm -hmm. want to be able to take your certification program. Mm -hmm. Um, so in that case, um, there, I mean, I, I, can, I can look at and definitely empathize with them, and and Aspen Tech is offering cost solutions. So oh, in other good. words, very either for, uh, low charge or free um, nice. training, training or free certification to allow those folks to be able to um, have opportunities to still learn. Um, but those. Uh, and then the, I guess the other part of um, career resilience is not necessarily just being laid off, right? That's just one example. But it could be anything related to your career that's changing. Either um, you have to change to a different department and focus on that and learn new things, right? Especially yeah. with oil and gas companies, a lot of them rotate. It's not... And, and, and like you were mentioning earlier, with online, with technology changes, sometimes for where are different, depending on where folks are in their career, that's especially with the COVID-19 now, you're forced to work remotely. That's a change for folks. How do I do that? Some of them have small children. How do I work around that? Where's my office space, right? Um, and still having to do their job. Uh, so there's a lot of that. So to me, it's about being able to bounce back quickly and quick enough and being able to adapt to whatever situation you're in.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, I think that's a, that's a perfect ex- explanation. It's really just being able to snap back and, and yeah, be able to, to continue to grow even in the times of challenge.
1: Exactly. yeah yes, for growth sure. is a big part of it.
0: But cool. So, so from the employee perspective, you know, you've got folks out there that are, uh, you know, potentially struggling. Like you said, some people are calling you up laid off how do, how do these folks, what, what do you think the best path forward for these folks are who maybe feel unsure about their, their career future? I would imagine that some of the solutions might be a pivot, especially if you're in the upstream side of oil and gas right now. That's a really, really, we don't know how long that's yeah. going to last. Uh, maybe some of the other solutions might be uh, just, you know, while you're unemployed. Let's, you know, let's get this training in. Do you have any other advice possibly for, for the employee side of resiliency?
1: Um, I think, yes, absolutely. I think you've hit it on the head. Um, my, what, I mean, I would do in the situation. I know I'm not laid off. I would learn as much as I can. Mm -hmm. I would, um, and especially, um, now going into what Aspen Tech, what I'm doing, and, and some of the initiatives that um, I, I and my team are leading, um, this brings us to the next point is ways of learning. Yeah. So there's two methods to learning. There's looking at the delivery of how to learn. So some people could do e-learning, which is completely self-paced. Mm-hmm. You do it on your own, and we are offering, we've been offering a free solution for that right? Mm-hmm. Um, another solution is you can learn um, virtually, which is which is what I call sort of like the old school or what has been. Um, a, some com- a lot of companies don't know how to convert right now with the COVID-19. So what they're doing is just taking their typical classroom training and converting it to online. So instead of eight hours in the classroom, you're doing eight hours or seven or eight hours virtually.
0: Oh my God. Yeah, that's not not awful. a good method, not, yeah. <laughs> not the method that I would recommend,
1: but that's some folks, right? We're talking about resilience. That's the quickest and yeah. easiest route for them right now because they don't know any better. But coming from an instructional design, right? We've talked about that earlier when you asked me about the creative instructional designer. Um, coming from that. Uh, approach what i look at is the third approach and this is what aspen tech has done and it's new and we were preparing for it up to this point but now we've we've had to been we had to um become resilient right Mm -hmm. really adapt to the situation is called our blended or online approach okay that's where students can they come in they can learn at their pace but they still have the instructor Mm -hmm. so they can come in right for an hour um ask questions get the topics right we the instructor will discuss some topics especially mm-hmm. maybe more complicated ones they can learn on their own they can have um discussion board also to like um, ask questions to the okay. instructor or to their Very colleagues interesting. so it's 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 what they call it in instructional design typically like hybrid or blended because you have an expert you still have the instructor there but you can pick and choose when you want to learn if you want to learn at night go ahead and learn at night. Mm-hmm. No big deal. If you want to learn during the day or you have a couple of hours or you're laid off mm-hmm. um, and you have that time during the day, learn it during the day. And the videos are short because typically, you know, you want to make sure also um, within one, vi- you know, one video it's not more than four or five minutes. There's, there's practices. Gotcha. So there's, there's a the delivery of how people learn. And that's where, the market is taking learning to is more yeah. of a hybrid approach.
0: Let's let's dig into that that um interaction between the student and the instructor in this hybrid okay. model cuz cuz if I'm it, it sounds to me like if it just listening to you that there's certain times maybe I can get a hold of this instructor or How how does that work? What does the connection look like?
1: So the connection looks like, and this is new for us, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But the connection, so we're going to learn and and do changes and adjustments as we go along. Um, But what it looks like is you'll have a set time, say it's a Monday, and we have the agenda online. So the students know exactly what they're expecting, when to meet with the instructor. That will be when Mm. the entire class meets and say it's from, an example is Monday, from eight to nine in the morning. They meet with the instructor, the instructor will tell them the very first day what the expectations are of the Hmm. class, go through, um, you know, how to access the videos right, and set the expectations of when they will be available. Um, And the instructor will check, monitor our instructor, or we can have, because we have a team of folks, Mm-hmm. that can actually monitor the discussion board. So if a student has questions, we can monitor that. If there's times when we feel the questions are too complicated, that's when the instructor will schedule a call. Gotcha. Um, and, and again, it's up to the instructor and the student to make that happen and the okay. students to make that happen. Um, most of our classes right now are, are pretty small. I mean, they're quite small so that they're not more than maybe – you know, six or or 12 people. So you, we can actually monitor it and, and really give that, it's more individualized approach to learning, Mm -hmm. um, and and help the students. And then the students can go out, learn on their own. We give them the, we give them the agenda and we show them the, what they need to learn, right. They give them exercises and then they come back and they have, we have a set, date like the next week of when everybody will come back with the instructor and Mm -hmm. so if if people have and we do polls we're gonna we have polls there too to see what topics people are struggling with if there are um the same topics then then it's easier as a group right let's talk about them if there's one student that's struggling with an individual that's where the student just like in a face-to-face session what do you do you can sit with that student right when everybody's doing their lab or maybe during lunch or after class, you can sit with them and do that. We would do the same as a virtual session. Gotcha. Since they have access to the software um, virtually, right? Um, and they can they have WebEx just like, um, you know, just kind of like me and you were talking gotcha. and can see where they're struggling, right? Or they can share each other's... They can share their screens and, and go from there.
0: Nice. So that sounds very personalized. Sounds very one-on-one. I think that's what a lot of people, especially people who aren't used to learning online, that's probably where they have a problem at. Without that kind of hand-holding, instructor-led, this is a good solution to that. Sounds really awesome, actually. I, I like that.
1: Yeah, and what I wanted to to bring up is so we talked about like delivery, right? How to deliver the content to make mm-hmm. it like you said more personalized and also. Uh, to make it so folks can actually learn, grasp the material because nobody can sit eight hours looking at a screen, whether or not it's even in classroom, it's people struggle with that. Um, And so this is not just a change because of COVID-19, but this is really where the market is taking learning to. Hmm. And it can be even a a structure we do for classroom training, where um, the training could be just one day long and that's it. And the rest of it could be self-paced. You know, there's different ways you can massage learning. Mm-hmm. But we mm-hmm. talked about, um, we're specifically talking about delivery, right? Whether or not we're doing classroom, virtual. Um, this this approach we're talking about is online or another word is hybrid learning. Um, but besides the delivery, content is also important in training. There's two aspects, how you deliver it and then the content. What does the content look like? Mm-hmm. And I have a concept called grasp. It's um G R A S P. If you grasp this concept, grasp, conce- grasp.
0: Gotcha. Okay. so but- if
1: you grasp this concept, I think you're on a good start to um, to actually having folks learn, right? Actually truly learn. And the G part is 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 really if you want to get the results, right? Get the training results, right? That um uh, you actually want to either from a learner perspective, it's get successful, right? Get the success you want through learning, right? Mm. Or from an employer, it's getting the actual return on investment on your training, right? The value back. G could be from both perspectives. The R part is you want it to be relevant. So you always want to start with some kind of something they can relate to. So mm-hmm. in you know more about cost estimation than I, than I do. Um, and so for instance, if there's a problem, a specific problem that cost estimators typically have, you start with that because they can relate to it, right? It's mm-hmm. relevant to them. Mm-hmm. And, and it'll also, the a part is getting their attention. And so um, either through an example, like a rele- relevant example, you can get their attention or um, you can get their attention by, Um, by... uh, It can be through some kind of um, other example, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But you want to make sure that you actually get their attention um, and really um, hone into that. And then the S part is keeping everything simple. Because as you know, our technology, especially at Aspen Tech, is very complicated. So being able to explain it in a way that people can really grasp it and break it down is really important. And the P part is practice. Always gotcha. having practice because that's how people will remember. And there's more to grasp, but that's like the, that's the sort of a high arching level of, of making training really effective.
0: Yeah, no, it sounds like a good framework. Did you come up with that? I did. Nice. I did. Awesome for you. And I
1: use it. I've been using it for the last, well, I've been actually testing it this last uh, couple of years and- Okay. It works every time.
0: Nice, nice. It
1: works with this not just training, but we're talking about certification program. Same thing. Uh, it's the same same concepts when we design the tests. We want to make sure they're relevant enough that they they can. Um, a lot of times, grabbing attention. You can grab their attention by by putting a problem there that really makes them think. For instance, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then the S is keeping it simple enough. You don't want to make wordy sentences and tests. There's right. Right. There's best practices in that. And then practice, they get a lot of practice, especially with the labs, as you know, uh, from our, you know, from the certification exam.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And I have taken, I've taken classes there too. Uh, probably before you were even employed there, I was taking some classes there, but, um, on the, on the, the implant cost estimator. I took the the 101 class, I guess is what it was called then or something. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. yeah. That was cool. You know, um, and I've taken a lot of classes from different things. I really like getting back to the A part of the grasp there. That like that's that's such an important part. It's kind of it kind of makes sense that it's smack in the middle of your Mm -hmm. your your um uh your acronym there because it seems to be the core Mm -hmm. right just getting people to pay attention. I know that when I have given I'm guilty of giving um, talks and watching people just bonk out (laughs) in the middle of them. And there's nothing you can do about it, right? (laughs) You can't be that guy or slapping the table with a ruler or something. And you listen to me. <laughs> so you got to, you got to really adjust your content to be interesting enough to hold their attention. So very cool that, exactly. that, that all of this is going into your programs. And I think that's it. That's the key that I'm taking away here is you're putting a lot of uh, attention and love into this thing because it's, you're passionate about it. You're clearly passionate about it. So yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And I, the, the most, the, the biggest passion for me is not, only not just doing it but actually seeing people like you come back and and keeping in touch with me and and talking about where they're at in their career and how the either whether or not it's a training certification or anything that's being done related Mm -hmm. to training is is helping you um, grow that's that's where my that's where I really truly feel that when I'm growing because you're growing
0: nice I like it I like it. And I'm glad to be a part of that too. So.
1: Well, thank you for being a part.
0: (laughs) Well, listen, um, we're getting close to the end here. Uh, would you have any advice you'd like to share to the folks out there who are dealing with COVID issues or recession issues or anything like that? I'm yeah, springing I mean, this one on you. you, you <laughs> feel free to decline. I'll edit it out.
1: <laughs> yes. Thank you. You can edit it out. Um, <laughs> um, well, I mean, basically I I really do feel for them. I want them to, you know, for everybody to just hang in there. Um, I have been laid off, so I know what it's like, you know, yeah. I've been in that situation. I've also been in a situation where I don't know if I'm going to have a job tomorrow, especially working for oil and gas. I've been right. in it where it's it's turning down. Um, so I'm just hoping that folks can hang in there and also continue learning, continue growing and be creative, right? We started this discussion with creative learning advisor. Um, part of everything, part of being resilient is just knowing how to be creative, you know? Yep. Um, and... I agree. That's I mean, that's the only yeah, that's my two cents.
0: That's good. Just advice. Hang in there
1: and be creative.
0: No, I think that's fantastic advice. Well, how can people get a hold of you?
1: Oh, they can contact me through my LinkedIn page. Okay. Uh this will get posted on my LinkedIn. So I'll uh um, okay. I'll I'll let folks just yeah, get a hold of me through there.
0: Nice. Sounds good. And uh I want to just say, thanks so much for coming on. And I think this is valuable content for the, uh, for the community here. So thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Robin.
0: You bet. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. I'm sure.
1: Yes. Talk to you soon.